Hello and welcome to the Uncast Grand Rewatch. My name is Dom. As one half of the Uncast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. So you're now joining us at the end of the latest uh, version of the Grand Rewatch. And we've just got back from watching the latest John Wick movie, John Wick 3. John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, I believe is the full title. Yep. Which is a bit of a mouthful. Um, but yeah, it's the uh, third in the John Wick series. Uh, we've covered the last two over the last couple of weeks. And now we're talking about the new one. We literally just got back from cinema. We haven't talked about it yet. What do you think about John Wick 3? Fuck me. Yeah. That was a ride, wasn't it? Yeah. That was intense. Like, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know whether John Wick's jumped the shark or John Wick has just fully embraced what it is now. I don't think he's jumped the shark. Think of something that John Wick didn't do in this film. No, I think no. That's the thing. I'm right. So I don't think it's jump the shark. I think what they've done is they they're going out of their way to make it so there's it's not repeating itself. So they've gone. They're like right, car chase. We've done car chases. We've got to do something different, right? Motorbikes. We haven't done motorbikes before. Cool. Yeah. What Fucking, else have we done? Horses. We haven't done horses before. <laughs> but like, I, I appreciate. I don't know if that it being more creative and forcing themselves to be more creative. I don't think that's jumping the shark. No, no, no. That's what I'm. That's what I'm arguing. Is that there's a part of it to me that's like, this is so far away from where this began. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, obviously, like, I mean, in terms of how big it's scaled up. Yeah. But, like, I, what I appreciated about it was that I feel like it was a, it was definitely a true sequel to 2. Oh, God, yeah. And Absolutely. It, and it, it retroactively makes 2 better. And it's like, yeah. 1 and 2 now, sorry, 2 and 3 are like a part 1, part 2. But one sort of stands out on its own a little bit. And it is like, yeah. as it was getting into the third act, I was like, this could be a really great trilogy. But then things happened, and that's not necessarily what's going to no. happen. But anyway, I mean, I don't fucking care. I fucking loved it. I fucking enjoyed the shit out of it. It was great. Yeah. And I think it was be- It was definitely, I think, better than two. Yep. Um, Agreed. I got a really, I like the story. I thought it built on things we already knew. Again, it did more world building. The action was fucking insane. Like some of the action sequences were unreal. Yeah, some of the like, yeah, some of the stuff in that is just unbelievable. Yeah, I think. So I tell you, before we get into too much, give us a plot. So the plot basically it picks up immediately after the end of John Wick Two, um, and. They repeat it ad nauseum. The whole point of this movie is about the consequences of everything that happened in John Wick 2. Yeah. So it means that John's on the run. Um, he's been excommunicado from the organisation, the um, hotel, the Continental. Continental, and all that sort of stuff. And that means that everyone's out to get him, and there's a price on his head, and he's got to find a way to get out from underneath it all and sort of get on with his and continue to live, essentially. He's got to find a way to get out of it with his life. Um, but there are also sort of diversions around that. We get into a bit more of the side characters, but the main driving point of the plot in this one is everyone's out to get John Wick, and he's got to try and get out there with his with his life. Yeah. So I think it's definitely, yeah, that's that's the plot. And yeah. as a result of that, I think that plot is a lot more streamlined than John Wick Two. Yeah, for sure. And it's and it's got that sense of urgency about it, mm-hmm. which reminded me of John Wick One. Yeah, John Wick One was like 
he's got to fucking kill this kid like as quickly as before he gets killed. Yeah. And whereas and this one because of the fact that it starts like midway through a scenario, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's like shit, go 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 and it doesn't really let up. Like no. there are a couple of moments where it does. Um but that sense of urgency I think was really good. Yeah, and especially the fact that they explain that the entirety of this thing has happened over the course of a week. Yeah, that's what you realise that because yeah, this one picks up immediately after the last one, but then that's exactly the same as what happened between one and two. Mm-hmm. One and two was like like the same night or something, wasn't it? When he went to go and get his yeah. car back. So yeah, this is all. That's again another reason that I like it as a trilogy. If you think of it as a trilogy, is that this all happened within the space of a week mm-hmm. that you lost. Like, st- it all started because fucking Theon Greyjoy killed his dog yeah. and now here we are and then, I mean at one point he shoots a guy with a horse yeah <laughs> yeah that's what I mean like, the, the, that's the thing but I do not love that like I don't get me wrong I do love it I'm like this is brilliant John's killing people with horses now he's that good at killing he's getting an animal to do the killing but then there's this tiny this tiny part of me that's like Okay, but that, like I still loved it. Yeah, but there are there's just slight nags to me, but nowhere near as many as there were with two. No, I think it's definitely stronger than than two. Um, and yeah, I I thought it was re- like it got some really good character moments for all. Like I said, the side characters got a bit more time, even ones they just introduced. Like I thought Halle Berry's bit, yeah, was actually really good for a start. Her scene when you introduce her and you get a bit of her backstory. I thought she was really good in that, and then the action sequence. Fuck me, she's That's like fucking brilliant. If she, if they did a spin-off now and had like a movie about her and her dogs, mm-hmm. I'd be totally down for that. Yeah, I'd be totally down for that. Do we think that's going to be like the Jinx spin-off? What that never happened. That never happened after Die Another Day. It could be, but when like fair play to Halle Berry, like whether it it was like she came out in this movie, and I was like, I haven't seen her in years. Yeah, and the last thing I saw her in would have been like Days of Future Past. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, and it's just like, where the fuck have you been? You're really good, <laughs> like, yeah. genuinely really good. Like, and that's the thing is like two two leads who probably wouldn't get a look in nowadays because they're both in their fi- like early mid fifties mm. to be in something like this, yeah, and to be as physical as they are with this, as well as being able to deliver lines really strongly. Oh yeah, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, and I like. Like I say, all the I think all the performances are better in this one. Like you said, I think Lawrence Fishburne for the stuff that he did get was better in this one. Yeah. It had a bit more gravitas to it. I think um, Ian McShane is fucking brilliant in this one. I think some of the stuff with Ian McShane is that like later on I, again I don't want to spoil where it goes, but there are parts where Ian McShane he just doesn't even say anything mm-hmm. and he just cuts over to him and it's just his face and just him like physically reacting to something and not and he's fucking perfect. Yeah, he, like he's got perfect like comic timing. Yeah. That's what I like about this one more than I do too, mm. is because it's it's got a little bit more of a sense of fun to it, yeah. yeah. And there are more there are more stakes yeah. to this, which again it calls back to one, yeah. And like yeah, the like, so like I at no point during this film did I feel that John was in danger, but at the same time there are points in this film where I'm like I don't know what John's going to do. Yeah, I don't know. There were, there were times where they did sort of raise the stakes a little bit. And well, there were times when I thought they were going to, and then maybe they didn't. So, like, I don't want to spoil it. But there's a point where he starts shooting a bunch of guys who have got armor on, basically. Yeah. 
And that was when I was like, fuck, what's he going to do? But they do find a way around it yeah, quite quickly, which is kind of disappointing. But at the same time, it was refreshing to have him go out there and shoot the shit out of a load of people and they just keep getting back up again. Yeah. Because um, there is that, that was good. Point. That was... Yeah, because the, the, there is that point where you're like, okay, now John's actually in danger. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and there were, and there were a couple of times like, yeah, he he um, he went through some shit. <laughs> I feel like he's less of a superhero in this one than he was in two. For the most extent, to the, yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. Like I know there are still um, a bit of licenses taken. Let's put it that <laughs> <Yeah>. way. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, like I say, I, I think this is really good. I really enjoyed it. I really had a good time with it. I think, sort of, going back to sort of what I think they did was they sort of looked at two, looked at the issues that other people might have addressed with those, mm. and gone, okay, let's work on this a little bit more. Yeah, let's take what worked and improve on that. Yeah, let's take any feedback that we got from that and build on it. Yeah, because I think most of the feedback, like you and I said that we would have gotten from one was we want to know more. And then that's the problem is they gave us so much. Yeah. But then the two became a bit bloated. Like they didn't the thing with this one is they, they, they added more to a certain extent. So they added a whole new sort of subsection of people where it was like the Russians. Yeah. Like this whole Russian background, but that sort of, even that like links back into John's past. Yeah. And we find out more about John's past and that goes all the way back to one, like even in the, in John Wick 1, he has all those tattoos on his back. Yeah. That's always been there. Mm -hmm. They just haven't had a chance to explore it. So they sort of managed to go, right, we're going to expand the world, but we're also going to tell you more about the character. And it's a good double-hander. And what they also managed to do, which is something that we raised as an issue last week, talking about John Wick 2, is when they brought in Lawrence Fishburne and his whole lot, we were like, hang on, what, is this a whole other secret society within another secret society? He's like, now in this one, they make it a little bit more clear in terms of the how it all works it's like no the idea is that there are factions that exist within this one mm-hmm. overarching society that is all controlled and all have to answer to the high table yeah and so, and that's a lot easier so it's like no like Lawrence Fishburne is just he's the leader or he's the head of this particular group yeah that are like the underground because I and again I quite like the idea of it being like different segments of society and it's like right well this is the homeless like the lowest of the low yeah like financially or you know however you want to put it and then on the other end of it you've got the continental where it's all like marble like lovely like fucking five star yeah. hotels and stuff it's like well the, yeah the, the the two extremes of society if you like and that we operate in both of them because we have to because in order to be an assassin you have to be able to like not all of assassins are going to be able to go and just like hang out in these hotels all the time and suddenly they're going to have to get dirty on the streets. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. That, and, like, it makes sense. Yeah, and I think it's like when you look at somebody like John who's crossing those boundaries and has that reputation, you sort of understand how this sort of wider society works yeah. as well. Because you see, like, when they, they as they refer to it as the Bowery, hmm. which is Lawrence Fishburne's kingdom, he says, oh, I, call, I control the word on the street from here by with pigeons. And, you know, I, I well, carry a pigeon, should I say, rather than militant armed pigeons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, and then it's... That would it's, be jumping the shark. That would be jumping the okay, shark. Okay, like, at that point, yeah. I'd be totally with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and it's like, it's showing these different 
layers, as you say, but like one is intersecting the next. Yeah. And whilst um, Lawrence Fisherman's character doesn't act under the high table that was introduced in two, mm. they still believe that they have the widest control there. And they're like, oh, well, this this doesn't work, but this does, and we do this, and you do that, and we exist on our own. And, yeah. And they think that they're in control. So it's it's about developing this wider world again. Yeah. But it doesn't detract... I think in the last one, I think it had, it had the potential to detract from the plot. Yeah, it's, it caused it to sag a little bit. Whereas with this one, it is always barreling forward. Yeah. The, plot, the plot and the story is always going forward. And again, that's something I really enjoyed about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say apart from talking about the fucking fights and stuff, because like some of them are unreal. Like the, the stuff they did with the dogs in that sequence oh God, yeah. was fucking unbelievable. Yeah. So there's a sequence involving Halle Berry, uh, Halle Berry's character, I should say, who is Sophia. Yeah. Uh, John and Sophia. Her sort of unique thing is that she, like John, she's like a badass with a gun and everything, but she also has these two dogs that she takes with her wherever she goes. Yeah. And they're like tooled up, like they're wearing like little flat jackets and she's got guns like hidden in the flat jacket and stuff like that. But they're like highly, highly trained and do like the most brutal takedowns during this gunfight. So good. And it's fucking unreal. It's so well done. And And again, I think that's them going, we've seen John... And or any or we've seen people go around shooting people in the, and doing headshots, 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 headshots. Yeah, enough. We've done we've done enough. We've done that for the last two movies. How can we make it different? How can yeah. we make it a bit fresh? Dogs. That's how. <laughs> yeah, and dogs has been obviously the whole point of this whole thing was has been about John losing his dog at the very beginning. So yeah. I love that sort of thematic thing. And there is a parallel between something that happens in the film. Yeah. And sort of John's backstory. It's not. It's not a spoiler to sort of, sort of hint at anything or say anything directly. But there are definite parallels between yeah. how Sophia works and how yeah. John works. Yeah. But she's got this like extra added layer. Yeah. Um. And even that, like, so like that sequence that they're in is like it. Not only is it a great action sequence, it also like shows you another little bit of the world because it shows you mm-hmm. it's the minting. Press yeah. where they make their gold coins. Yeah, because they've already like they hinted at it in the in the second one. They were like, right, these like there was a guy coming from the mint to say, right, this is the next lot that we're going to put in circulation. Now we take that to the next step, and we, we literally see molten gold being poured into these like um, crucibles. Yeah, crucibles to then make the coins. And it's like, right, well, of course, if this society is going to operate in this way and have its own currency and everything, it has to come from somewhere. Yeah. So they sort of show you it, talk about it a little bit, and then move on with the rest yeah. of the plot. And it's like that's really good world building. I agree. Um, so yeah, that was great. However, it was <laughs> it was introduced to us by an an Italian Jerome Flynn. Was he trying to do yeah. Italian? I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> But he was in it. <laughs> he was very. I, th- I feel like he reminded me a little bit. I think he's the Lawrence Fishburne of this movie because yeah. Lawrence Fishburne in two was trying so hard not to be Lawrence Fishburne and make himself as eccentric and weird as possible. Whereas yeah. this is Jerome Flynn. So if, those of you who don't know, Jerome Flynn is the guy who plays Bron on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Same so he, for Robson and Jerome. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's great on Game of Thrones. He's one of everyone's favorite characters, and he's really funny. He has yeah. loads, loads of great lines. And 
in this, he he goes so far the other way. So he's like, he's this bloke who's he's got a tan, he's wearing a cravat, and he's like, and he's talking with an Italian accent, and he's like really flamboyant and over the top, and he's like he's going so far to try and show everyone that he's got more range than just Bron. Yeah, that he overdoes it a little bit, and it, it's just a bit great and, and a bit weird. <laughs> it is very strange because I yeah. Um, and that's like probably the minorest of spoilers, but at the same time, it doesn't matter in this film. That's not what you're going to see. No, nah. it's and it is like I say. It's I completely agree. It was that sort of really weird scenario, and you're like, yeah, but you're Bron, <laughs> aren't you, mate? You're yeah. fucking Geordie or something, aren't you? I don't know where he's from. <laughs> um, another person who I thought was really good was the uh, the bad guy. The um... oh, uh, Michael DeCast- uh, Mark DeCascos. Yeah, he yeah. was great. He was he really was wicked. Good. He was wicked, and he had just like I think that's another thing where you, I keep going back and comparing it to uh, two, but he had like so much more charisma and screen presence than the Italian dude. Yeah, that he was up against in the last one. He was like slickly, and I could, like I wanted to see him dead in two whereas three this guy like he was just quite fun and it and it reminded me of old school john wick it reminded me of the first one where like yeah um he was kind of having a laugh at him a little bit and he was yeah. like oh cool 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 like that that's why he had loads of lines like that where yeah. it was just like hey man oh, that's, <laughs> so, that's so cool like he was like stoked to be there yeah but he's also he'll kill you Oh yeah, he'll fucking kill like, you. Like he knows what he's got to do, but at yeah. the same time, and his stunt... he's a big fan. Yeah, and his stunt work and everything was fucking spot oh, yeah. on. Like, um, and Mark all Cascos has been around for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, but he's never really been, um, sort of super. He's never been sort of too in the spotlight. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's. I think he's wicked. Um, and they utilize so he's like um, the head of another sort of little faction, but they're like they all seem to be martial artist and he calls everyone his students yeah so they're referred to as shinobis in the um are they in the credits yeah i noticed okay. as we were walking out um yeah he's called zero okay in this which is a fucking cool name yeah um oh, everyone's just got like yeah everyone's just got like super slick names yeah but we find out even john wick isn't his real name yeah i can't remember how they actually put it now but that's the, it was it's like Russian yeah. Russian Russian for John. What's Russian for John? Um, oh, what is it? I can't remember now. But um, but he was great. And then yeah, so all the his like underlings are like all these like they're kind of like yakuza. Is what yeah. they reminded me of. Um, and in amongst them as well, there was one of the guys from the raid. Yeah. And I was uh, that's another little disappointment for me because when I first clocked that it was here, I was like, oh my god. I need to see this fight. I need it because I'm seeing what that guy can do. Yeah. He was like the big bad basically at the end of the, the raid, the first raid, where and he fights two guys at the same time. And he's fucking unbelievable. And I was already imagining in my head there has to be a one on one fight between him and John. And they didn't quite do it. They did mm. they did this two hander fight between him and John. And it was very, very good. It was good, but at the same time it did it did bring me out a little bit because at the same time like they do say in that Oh, he's getting slow. Yeah. And you're like, I know. Yeah. But he's getting slow. And to be honest, that was the other thing with me as well. Another sort of criticism is that at that point was when I was getting the like battle fatigue. Yeah. I was, it was a bit much. It was like, cause they, there's a whole long sequence at towards the end where it's one fight after another. 
and they change it up a little bit and like so it starts at you know they change weapons or they change who they're fighting or they change the setting but it is literally just one fight one fight one fight and they're all really long and they all just could do with being like a minute maybe two minutes shorter each yeah I think that I think for me the most sort of standout one is um, in the the, well, the weapon shop towards the start of the oh, film. That was, a, that was I think a lot of people have talked about that from what yeah. little bits that I've seen about people talking about. It, they're like, there's a fight in a in a knife shop. Yeah. Towards the beginning of the movie, which is one for the ages, and I completely agree. That was yeah. fucking unreal. Because and again, it, it's like they didn't do another gunfight. They're like, we've done enough gunfights. Let's do a knife fight. Yeah. And they're like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, as much as I did enjoy the sort of John and Sophia fight, it, mm. there was a point where I thought, okay, this is over. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's carrying on. It just on. keeps going. Yeah, they just, they go a and little And it's amazing. Bit, yeah. It's the, just, they just go a little bit longer than they need to each one, yeah. I think, don't they? Um, which is, yeah. It's... Can you have too much of a good thing? In the case of John Wick fight sequences, yeah, turns out you can have too much of a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But there you go. Yeah, because um, there was a point that I was, like I said, these are like minor criticisms. Like if 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 this was a totally different film, if this was a film that was framed more around plot than it was anything else, or had more of an overarching story, I'd have been a bit more frustrated with it. But there was a point in this film where I was like, I just need some plot. Just give me a bit of plot for just a minute. Just a little bit of plot. Just to, just to catch my breath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it suddenly jumps in again. And then there was a point where it does sort of catch you off guard and you think, for fuck's sake, I just need a bit of plot. Yeah. And he's about to have another fight. And then you go, actually, he doesn't. But yeah, like you say, there is a little bit of battle fatigue. In there. Like, yeah. But that's the thing. I found the same thing with the Raid 2. Yeah. Yeah, the Raid 2 suffer from that, definitely. The Raid because I think that's the problem with a lot of these action films is that they when they get fans and they and everyone loves something, they go, We want more. And so they sometimes they overplay their hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. They go, Oh, they want more of this. Let's give them more of this. And then they just give us just a little bit too much. And it's just like, Ugh. okay, this is a bit much. Although having said that, like when I get this home and I'm able to watch it whenever, I probably will I will at some point find myself going from the point when the final battles kick off. Yeah. And just watch it from that point to the end. Yeah. And it'll probably be less of an issue at that point. Yeah. Watch it that way. Um, because if you want just straight up action, like balls to the wall action, you still can't beat John Wick at the moment. No, God, no. There's no, there's no other franchise out there that's doing it as well as these guys are doing it right now. Absolutely not. Um, and the and, fact they're managing to make the, the um, sort of link up coherently as well. Yeah. And like, yeah, they are still getting... They're getting further away from the realism, but the the more they add to it, like if well, put it this way, if John Wick four, yeah, is more like John Wick three, I'll be very very happy, yeah, because I'm now in an established point where I'm like, like as you put earlier, you sort of hit the nail on the head when you're like John Wick two is now a better film because of this, yeah. Um, if four does the same thing with this. It's just going to keep getting better yeah, and better. It's and like better. if they keep, yeah, it's the world building that is something that we've always talked about on this franchise. And they, good world building retroactively makes things better. And another great example of this recently has been the Avengers. Yeah. They've actually, with Endgame, what they did, like they actually made older films better yeah. by doing what they did. Like there's a lot of parallels to be drawn with, um, what's it, uh, 
Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Like Age of Ultron now, knowing where it's going, mate, is like better because of how yeah. we know it all pans out later down the line. And now they've done the same thing with John Wick, which is what I was hoping for. I remember when we talked about John Wick too, I said to myself, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I want to see what happens in three yet. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I said that now because I feel like there have been things that have been paid off yeah. in three. Lawrence Fishburne's character, I think we get some really good stuff with um, uh, Ian McShane. Beyond just his comic timing and stuff, like from a character point of view, there's one particular really good scene where it's just a scene between him and John yeah. talking about... The, like the kind of man he wants to be really and what, what the point of it all is. Yeah. Um, and that's when it slows down. And that again, I think is strong and stronger than a lot of the character stuff in two. Yeah. Um, it gets back. It does in a couple of instances, they're, they're short in comparison to the fight scenes, but in a couple of instances, it does get back to John and his character and what he's fighting for. Yeah. And those scenes are done really well. As yeah. Well, I think. And that's, I think was quite effective is because they spent a little bit more time on what the world is rather than what the world can be yeah. and here's everything and here's this and here's this. And they do sort of add some extra complexities to stuff that was brought into two, but it's not really heavily lent into. Yeah. They just sort of say it and then move on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I liked is that like you, you get to a certain point and you go, you know, this guy's lost everything. He's lost his wife, he's lost his dog, and he started out going for revenge. And then, and now it's just, it's become this whole, taking on a whole life of his own. What is he even fighting for anymore? What's he trying to get back yeah. to? They burnt his house down, they burnt his dog, they've taken his wife, all the rest of it. And then, so, we're, I'm thinking that, but then the writers and the filmmakers go, actually, yeah, let's fight, let's ask him. Yeah. Let's ask John. John, what do you want at the end of all this? What's your ideal scenario? Yeah. And they actually let him lay it out and go, look, this is all I want. And then they give him a choice. And that is the, like a really competitive... Because we've been through with him for the last couple of movies. Yeah. That was like one of the most impactful. Like I remember when the, you know the, he was given his ultimatum about what he wants to do. Remember, yeah, you and this is like, oh fuck, yeah, because we care about who like him and what and the people that he's that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm trying, I'm talking around it. I don't well, yeah, we. I don't want to say what it is, but you'll know what you'll know the scene that I'm talking about when you see it. But that's like gives it a bit of extra weight. Yeah. Um, but then also a lot of people get shot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get punched. A lot of people get stabbed. A lot of people get shot. A lot there's of people a, get. There's bit. a knife in their eye. Oh, oh God, fuck. That was tough. Like that was fun. like I remember because like, again that was in that knife fight towards the beginning. I was like, is this more violent than it has been? Because I swear that's the most violent thing I've seen in any yeah, of these. Definitely more violent. Oh, oh fuck! And the book, the book. Oh shit! Yeah, the book and uh, the knife fight. The just. <laughs> I just remember yeah, there's been there were a few like the book was the first one where there was a big reaction from the audience as we were watching it. Yeah. And there, was, and there was just a few, but everyone had different, like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone just went. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. That's what, yeah, again, it's it's a, yeah, it's a great popcorn sort of fun film. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's not going to, it's not the film that's going to change your world, but at the same time, it's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah, if you're a fan of the franchise, you'll love it. Yeah. If you're not. If you, yeah, if you, then why are you starting with three? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you get, into, well, I don't know. There might be people who are dragged along to it, sort of thing. Yeah, and that I, 
you know, I don't know. Like, if you're not an action fan, I can see yourself go, sort of rolling your eyes and going, oh, it's just another fight scene, not really giving a shit. But it's yeah. like, yeah, that's one of those <laughs> sacrifices you have to make. Yeah, for sure. And it is one of those things that, it's not one of those films that can be picked up midway through. No, you like there's no. I think two you could probably get away with, it and you could probably because they the other thing with two is they they at the very beginning of two they recap oh because my nephew stole a car and killed a dog and they just they the first the opening of two is just a recap. It's like yeah. previously on oh, John Wick. This one doesn't really do that. No, they just fucking go in full steam ahead. Although they do stop and go. Like, there's the moment where they go and see the body of the guy John killed. Yeah. Santiago. And she literally... And there's the character Santino. of the... Santino. sorry. And there's the character of the adjudicator. Yeah. And they never give her a name. She's no. very very um, enigmatic and cool as well, actually. Yeah. She was cool. I kept expecting her to just start shooting and being like a badass. Yeah. But they never did. No. Which was cool. I appreciated that. They had a bit of restraint there. They were like, no, she's just... Like an administrator, yeah. She's like, but she's like, like it reminded me a little bit of like the um, operative from um, Serenity. Oh uh, yeah, she yeah, yeah. It's just I have I have been sent from on high. Yeah, you don't need to worry about the people I work for. I'm here to do this. Yeah, it's like fuck, and like it has that authority behind it, and that was really cool. Um, but she she sort of acts as a exposition, like he killed him and did this. You gave him seven bullets. Just yeah. recapping what happened in John Wick yeah. Two. Just thanks for that. Just in case you didn't see it, let me let me remind you about what happened in that movie you saw two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciated that. Uh, if if we weren't the people we are, then we probably would have needed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it really. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say without getting into real spoiler stuff, and I don't really want to spoil it to be honest. No, I don't. I think we've sort of cut very close with a couple of them, but mm. at the same time, like. There are plenty more surprises to be had in this film from yeah. If you decide to go and see it, um, but yeah, I'd really recommend it. If you if you saw and enjoyed one and two, yeah, then absolutely go in for this. Yeah, um, it adds a few bits here and there, like we said, but at the same time, it recognizes its own strengths. Yeah, and recognizing itself, and sort of just builds on that. Um, but yeah, and then to sort of address my point of. My opening line of "Do I think John Wick has jumped the shark?" I don't think it has. I think what it's done is it's brought in new things that could be seen as silly, but it addresses them in quite clever ways mm. yeah. to sort of improve on it, rather than being like, "We're doing this now." Yeah, it's we can do this as well. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that there there has never been. In this one, like there are no real new curveballs that they throw. Like in the no. first, in the second one, they go, "Oh, and there's also these things called markers." And if you do a marker, that means you have to do this. But that is another is a plot point that they then use again in this one. Yeah, and they don't go, they don't just throw in a new element of the of the go. Oh, and, oh, and there's also the high 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 table, and they're the and there's also the Illuminati, and they the, but they don't do that. They just play with the elements they already have on the board. Yeah. and expand on them, and it's like right, cool. And that's how you do it. And I think yep. like if they if they are to continue, which it looks like they're gonna, hopefully they'll keep that the same. And they've set themselves up to a point where they can just use what's already there and mm-hmm. not have to keep adding to it. Because if you kept adding to it, that's where the potential to jump the shark comes. I think. Yeah. More so than any of the action, because the action jumped the shark <laughs> long time ago. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, the action like you could argue the action jumped the shark in the the 
car foo sequence at the end of John Wick One. That was crazy. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's always been nuts. Or the the car foo at the start of two. Yeah. Or the motorbike fight in two. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. The jump. The, when we say jump the chart, we're not talking about the ridiculousness of the fighting. That's never been up no, for debate. No. We're talking about the world and whether the world works. And in this, like, all they do is expand on things that have always been there. So again, the yeah. gold coins are a perfect example. Gold coins was like the first thing we were ever introduced to as an idea. Yeah. Like where he was like, I need to get rid of all the bodies in his house. We've expanded that on and on and on. And now we've got to the point where we even see where they're being minted. But they're not, they haven't created anything new. It's no. the same thing. It's just, there's more detail about it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all in all, great. Go and see it. Yeah, it was great. Good fun. Um, Go and check it out if you're a fan. Um. And that, that does it for us for the... John Wick. John Wick rewatch. For now. I don't yeah. know what we're going to do with when 4 comes out. Yeah, that's well, I guess that's a spoiler in, <laughs> in a sense. Looks like there's going to be more. Looks like I, yeah. I, I went in thinking this is going to be the end of a trilogy, but given the way they ended it, and it's a little bit of a criticism for me because I, I would have liked it to have been the end, in yeah. a way. Not that I'd, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. I just like the idea of it coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if they do do the next one, I feel like they are going to just allow a little bit of breathing room. And I they're going to so, go, yeah. it's not happening immediately afterwards. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe give it a couple of years. Like in the world of the film, I mean, rather than just have it be like the following 30 seconds after the end of three. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Because that's like, it's, yeah, without getting into too much detail, um, the subtitle Parabellum, I probably should have thought of that a little bit more when I went in because I knew it stood for prepare for war. I didn't know that at all. I, I, I had kept, no idea of the context. I kept wondering what it meant and then, yeah, that was a good, because I didn't know what it meant. And I basically, maybe I, yeah, I could have looked it up, I guess. But then when it was actually said, I was like, that's so cool. That's just sick. And it was perfectly delivered as well by the person who delivered it, who, yeah. I, who I will, will remain nameless. Anyway, um, yeah, so that does it for John Wick. Yep. Um, so our next uh, series in terms of the Grand Rewatch is going to be the Monster franchise. I don't know. Is there an official name for this series? I don't think there so. Really I just think it's the Godzilla universe. Or the... So it's the Godzilla universe or the Monarch universe, I guess you could call oh, it. Oh, yeah, Monarch. So basically the what we're talking about is that there's uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters is out in a couple of weeks' time. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to do the next Grand Rewatch to get you caught... Um, ready for that one, is we're going to go back and watch the not only the previous Godzilla, that it's a sequel to, but also Kong Skull Island, because yeah. they're actually linked as part of it. And a lot, not a lot of people realise that, yeah. because they're quite sort of subtle about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not like a shared universe like they talk about in um, you know, the Marvel or anything like that. But they're actually part of the same universe. And the whole idea is that next year we're going to see Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Um, so this is all one big, long, interconnected universe. And we're going to talk about both of those movies. So we're going to talk about Kong, um, because chronologically that's when we, we always do these things in chronological order. So we're going to talk about Kong Skull Island, and we're going to talk about Godzilla, the 2014 one with Brian Cranston, and then we're going to talk about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, That's the next series. Um, so if you've ever seen any of those movies, um, then definitely come along. If you haven't, maybe catch up on them, because I think both of them are yeah. good. Um, and they both have their strengths and weaknesses. They're both very different, which is part of their strength. As a, as a series um, but anyway we'll get on to that next week in the meantime you know where to find us yeah 
We're, yeah, we're on the Omcast pod at gmail.com. If you want to email in, let us know what you thought about John Wick 3 or Detective Pikachu and the other stuff we've covered. Yeah, definitely. Um, if there's on... anything that we've missed that you recommend for us. Yeah, I mean, we're getting to a point now where there are there's a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah. And we're trying to keep on top of it all. Um, we are, we are actively avoiding some things. Like, I'm sorry, but I, you can't pay me to go and watch Aladdin. I'm just not. I'm just not going to do it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just not. I'm just not going to do it. Um, so, if you're wondering where that review is, it's not going to happen because I'm not going to watch Aladdin. <laughs> all right. I won't fucking do it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we've got a lot of stuff but, coming but up. But what I mean is, yeah, things it's a, that are better than others. There's a is a packed schedule now. Now we're into May. It's at a point now where there are big movies coming out pretty much every week. Yeah. Or in some cases, more than one big movie. So we try and cover as many as we can. Um, so we've got a uh, packed schedule coming up. But there, if there is anything you guys have seen that we haven't had a chance to see, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll try and sort of read out your email or uh, talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, email us at theomcastpod at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Instagram, The Omcast. We're also on Facebook and yep. Twitter, The Oncast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just search The Oncast anywhere you go, and um, you'll be able to find us. Also, if you are listening to this and you are friends of ours or anything like that, if you could spare a minute and go and give us a rating on iTunes, that would be really, really helpful for us. Um, because yeah, the way algorithms work and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it is really, it is really important. Like for us to get noticed in any sort of new way, shape, or form, outside of a little bit of social media marketing mm. and um, just word of mouth. Uh, but yeah, if you could like and share, that be yeah. is really, really important. And we would be really grateful as well. Yeah. And, and speaking of word of mouth, if there is any like friends of friends, you know, expand it out. If you, you if there's anyone else you know that we don't know, yeah. uh, but you think might enjoy this in one way or another, then by all means recommend it and let them know about us and see if they um, get on with it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for this yeah. week. So, what's our? Oh, we're seeing that thing, aren't we? What? Isn't it? Isn't? Or is that the end of Godzilla? We're no. not seeing anything until Godzilla now. That's oh, why I, well, I talked about it. No, I meant, isn't the X Men one in there somewhere? The X Men is after Godzilla. Oh, thank fuck! We really need to have a talk about you and X Men. Just we, we're gonna we're, honestly. We, this has been coming for a while. We've talked about it even before we started the podcast. We talked about this. We're going to have a proper like couch, no. fucking deep dive into what your issue with is with the X Men films because I don't get it. Neither do I. Okay. I just don't. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Right. We'll <laughs> let you all go. Uh, we'll talk about this off air. All right. And uh, hopefully we're back if we haven't murdered one another. I'm not going to murder you over it, mate. You're not going to murder me. No. I'll tell you that for sure. Well, I'm not. I've learned a lot of lessons from John Wick. <laughs> Dracaris. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! He shoots a guy with a horse. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. At one point, he used, like he has two hands on the horse, and then he like slaps the horse, and by slapping the horse, he's like pulling the trigger, and the horse kicks the guy in the face. I'm really so- fucking hard. 
Yeah, because <laughs> there are obviously stables everywhere in New York. But yeah, that the only thing I thought, like I said it at the time, I was like, why are there stables? And then the only thing I can think of is I must have missed it. And I'm hoping that there is a shot as they go in where it's the um, there are there is a mounted division of the NYPD who do. Who... Oh well, there's the yeah because this is I thought these you saw the carriages outside. Yeah. So I thought it was like for like the Central Park carriages. Yeah, so there's carriages, but then I also noticed that all the horses in there were black. Yeah. And so I thought that maybe they were the police horses for that division of the police force. Then maybe you saw a yeah. sign as you went in. Oh, it's, I can't remember what it said now. What's um? They might, yeah, but they, they might they might have given some sort of passing. Yeah, uh, there would have been a, a street sign. I hope so, because otherwise he just runs into a random stables in the middle of New York. Yeah. <laughs> 